Good evening. I would like to introduce you to my mother. She is a, a very inspirational, a leader, a mentor, a great friend, counselor, and she's a nurse and a lawyer. Here is my mother, Yunya Mohammed Rock. Thank you, thank you for your very beautiful introduction. It's my pleasure. This is something that I have been planning to do for years. And I'm so honored to be doing this with my mother as she's approaching her 83rd birthday in a few days. So, can you please tell me where you are from originally? Okay. I was <clears throat> born in Aruba. My mother is from Dominica, West Indies, not to be confused with Dominican Republic. And my father is from Suriname, Dutch Guyana, which is on the continent of South America. I grew up in Aruba with immigrant parents, speaking English to my mother and Dutch to my father. In the street, we spoke another language called Papimento, which is like a Spanish patois. <clears throat> I was educated primarily uh, up to my secondary education was all in Dutch. And afterwards, I went to Barbados, where I spent three years learning English. So my education is basically colonial education, Dutch and British. How many languages do you speak? Okay, I speak, read, and write Dutch, English fluently. I am fluent in Spanish and I'm fluent in Haitian Creole, Dominica Creole. And yeah, that's all I could think of at the moment. Thank you. What an honor. Both my parents come from countries that have two languages. So I ended up speaking both my parents' two languages plus in the, the language in Aruba. Thank you. When you arrived here in America, what was your feelings or reaction to America? And that was 1960, right? Yes. Well, in Aruba, I, my father, <clears throat> though he was Dutch, had many books in the house about America. Um, these books were written by, uh, by Du Bois. So, when I came to America, I kind of had an, an idea about um, racism in America. So when I came here in 1960, it was the civil rights movement had just started. It was in full force.
and I just coming, coming from, come, I was 20 years old, so I came here with a whole different outlook, view of it, because I didn't grow up here. So I saw things a little differently, but nevertheless, it was still awful at that time. But for some reason, you ended up staying here for over 62 years. Well, my brother was here legally, and my brother brought me here. And <clears throat> actually, I wanted to go to the Netherlands to study midwifery, but my mother chose to send, to, she preferred me to go someplace where they had a relative, so I came to the United States instead, and that's what I did at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel proud that you were able to live in those other countries and come here and show us, I guess we would say, the land of opportunity, but a rough way. But I'm glad that we were able to live here the way we do. Because what you have done for Mireille and I, Mireille is my sister, showing us um, another view of being educated without books, just learning from your experience and teaching us about not what the books are teaching you, but go beyond of what you can learn. Where do you find your inspiration? I was in my mother and my father. <clears throat> and many, I met many mentors on my way. Uh, there was a period of time when, when I was 17 to 20 when I lived with my uncle who was a lawyer who worked for the Department of Justice, which is probably one of the reasons why I ended up here becoming a lawyer also. Mm -hmm. And I also had an aunt who was a midwife. So she would go around um, delivering babies all over the place. So I was exposed to this and ended up coming here and being able to do both professions. Well, my inspiration is basic. I think I got from my mother. My mother, I had a lot of English books in the house. And being that is why it is so sad today that people are being deprived of reading books. And because my mother had all of these books, I learned so much by reading all of the, because most of my mother's books were English, my father's books were Dutch. I learned so much reading and my mother was a very, my mother was a, a, a very strong, for the, a woman of that era, a woman born in 1970, 1907. She dealt with liquor and for a woman to be handling an industry that's a male dominated industry gives you an idea just how powerful and 
strong a woman my mom was. Not only that, but grandma came. I feel sometimes she was here before her time. Definitely was. And the other thing about my mom, my mom de-victimized me at a very young age. I remember coming home once complaining to my mother that the kids in school were gossiping about me. And my mom said to me, they talked about Jesus Christ. Do you think you're better? <laughs> and so I was not going to get any sympathy there. <laughs> I can see grandma doing And that. I think to this day that has helped me because I have always learned then, um, there's a quotation I saw someplace, other people's opinion of me is none of my business. And this is what has enabled me to succeed in most of my um, goals, because I have never allowed other pe people's um, opinions to deter me from climbing these mountains I've climbed. On the other hand, I met so many angels on my journey. And but for those angels, I would not be here. But there were lots of angels who helped me get where I did. I'm so and I'm grateful to these angels who came in, they did a duty, and they left. And it, I consider it my duty to do the same for the next person. How do you inspire others? Um, by, by, for example, by telling, especially at this age, by, I was 47 years old when I went to law school. I graduated from law school at 50. I was already a registered nurse. And I find that if I can, I have inspired I try to talk to people who who want who felt that it was it's too late for them to pursue things they have wanted to. And I give them use myself as an example and explain to them, look, if you really want to do it, do it. It's not going to be easy, but you you just pass this way once. And if there is something you want to do, just do it. Well, that's one of the reasons what made me go back to school at a later, later part of my life in my 50s. And I was able to get my bachelor's. And it was you who admired, who inspired me to continue my education. And I have to say thank you for that, um, opening that door for me and for others, because I've taught other people that as well. You're never too old to do anything. Um, see, what motivated me is my mother, my grandmother. But I know you always talk about grandma. Are there other people in your life that have inspired you? I know Om Shak. And Dahlia, can you tell me what was it that made you inspire them? Well, in the first place, um, I was living with my uncle, who was a lawyer working for the Department of Justice. And I remember that I worked 
I had this job and after three months, I was supposed to get a raise. And I didn't get the raise. And my uncle kept asking me, well, did you ask for it? And I was 17, all very timid and scared. But then when he started telling me, okay, and he was ready to write one of those lawyer letters, <laughs> I decided it wasn't fair to the people since I had not approached them to remind them of the raise. So I had no choice but to muster up my courage <laughs> and go to them and say, you know, it's three months now and I was promised a raise after three months. And what that has done for me, because I was forced to do it, otherwise I didn't want my uncle to send one of those lawyer letters. What it has taught me is to speak up when you see some, and what I have also done, not just for myself, for others, to, to be the voice for someone else at times. That's beautiful. Because that forced me to do it, and it, it has helped many myself and many people. Yes, because what you have done is passed it to me, and I also have heard you speak to people, and it has pushed them to do what they were planning on doing but was afraid to, but you gave them the, the push, the encouragement the determination to continue to do what they needed to do. I want to say thank you so much, Mommy, for sitting down with me in just the beginning of our chapter of what we're going to be doing with this podcast about just having a conversation together. And keep on leading the world that you have been doing is there any words or quotes you would like to say to, before we end this? Well, I just wanted to let, <clears throat> I'm a hearing officer of the New York City Department of Education. I went to work there straight out of law school. In 1991, I retired in 2005. And for the last 16 years, I've continued to work per diem at that same job. I am currently still working there. And one of the things I'm exposed to, to, to students in school, and whenever I can, I would try to speak to some of these students to give them some hope that there is a future. And personally, for myself, what I have learned is not to allow society to put me in a box and define me or determine how I sh should behave, how I should dress, how I should eat. I have been very, res I respect myself, I respect others, but I refuse to be placed in a box. Thank you for our beautiful evening tonight of our conversation.
Good evening. Uh, good evening. I would like to thank everyone for attending and listening to my podcast this evening. Also, I would like to thank the following people for helping me on this journey. Pippin, Sue Brooks, our project ma- manager, Jeremy, and Nerger. And thank you all for this great support.